Hey Dreamers, this is Dyer Samuel from Audacity to Lead. Keep on dreaming with Dreamers Podcast. Hey Dreamers, I'm Joe Pardo and today I'm joined with Paul Dariano and Matt Borelli who was on last week's episode. Paul was actually on an episode a long time ago. I think it was like episode like 16. It was episode 16. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Um, so it's good to have you back here, Paul. Thanks, Jeff. And good to have Matt back here because he can explain things better than I can. Oh, it's great to be back. <laughs> Glad to hear that. So uh, before we get into what we're going to do today, which uh, my guest today later in, my, in the interview is uh, Justin Purvis, who developed this awesome game called Movie Buff. Uh, I met him up in like, it was like Central or North Jersey or something like that. Well, when I was hanging out with Kathleen Kelly uh, of the Special Mouse podcast, and we were walking around the showroom at Chiller Theater, and we saw this guy, you know, this guy with these giant cards that looked, well, if you're watching the live stream of this on Facebook right now, it, it looked like this, and he had giant versions of the cards, which was awesome. So, caught my attention, caught Kathleen Kelly's attention, and, uh, so I was like, oh man, I, I wanna wanna get this. So we, we bought we each of us bought the game. Uh, I got his Justin's card. Turns out we had friends in common. And I had him come down here for the studio to the studio to do a <clears throat> excuse me, a live or not a live, but a live well, a live demonstration. We we shot video and you can check it out in the, the show notes, which is howtodream.co. And it was uh it was a lot of fun uh, getting to hang out with him, getting to learn his story. You're gonna love the interview because he he uh, he's actually going permanently blind, and he was even even in a documentary called uh, Driving Blind, where him and his brother, I think his brother as well, is is going blind, um, and they drove across the country like a few years ago, and somebody shot a documentary about because they just wanted to like get out and go do see the world before they couldn't see. Now he can still see now, but his vision is very limited. So, so that's, yeah, so that's the story there. Um, but before we get into playing the game, because I, I thought it would be fun, since I had both of, you know, two of my, two of my best friends here, uh, two of my brothers, to, to play this game uh, and record the conversation and, and, and all the gameplay uh, that, we, that we have while we do it. And then Paul's looking at me like... I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay, Paul's good. good. Okay, good. I didn't think it was good for a second. So uh, before we get into that, let, I just want to talk real quick about this past week. Uh, what's been going on with me and the you know it's been it's been uh, well pretty busy week uh, this week I actually had a problem where uh, well, not a problem but I, I got I was declined for two more uh, speaking events that uh, it was sad but you know what I noticed and and going back to last week Matt when I had you on uh, the one with the yellow brick road one never even opened up my my uh, my application yeah, right. They didn't even open it up. So, so like I was going through all these these things, and I noticed this week. I'm like, oh man, it didn't. They didn't even open it. So what what the heck is up with that? Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you know. So you can't always, uh, you know, get upset about these things. But uh, what, what else happened this week? I, I I did a bunch of stuff with the yourdreamplatform.com, uh, restructuring it, which was fun. You know, trying to go for that. Um, Instead of having, before I had, it was like blogging 101 and blogging 102 and like all that. I was like, you know, let me just put them into packages and call it like simple blogging and simple podcasting and, and all that. So it, 
it, it's all bundled up real nice. And, and actually what I'm doing now is I'm actually building them into, uh, into a store so you can just buy the videos rather than having to invest into like a school and all that stuff and just do that. So, so right there, it's all about pivoting, you know, pivoting is really, uh, an important part when something isn't working for you, being able to turn around and, and do it, uh, do something different, uh, with, you know, with how you're going about it. So, uh, was it the other thing that happened was we was, well, I think some stuff might've happened with the conference this week. Uh, Oh, that's right. Tickets went on sale this week for the conference for uh mid Atlantic podcast conference 2016. It's in September. It's right here outside, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we already have over 25 people registered to go to this event. I have interest out of Canada, UK, Nigeria, and Australia. Wow. So we're like, yeah, I know, right, Matt? We're yeah. like, we're going international here, man. This is not just a regional event anymore. And we're actually looking at 300 people rather than originally it was going to be like 100. I was like, oh, if I can get 100. But it's like, we're already at a quarter of the way there, and tickets went on sale on Groundhog's Day. I don't know if you guys saw that picture I, I put together. It was um, it was a picture of Phil and uh, and from Groundhog, you know the the the, the Groundhog. The Groundhog. That's it. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Uh, driving the driving the, the truck, the pickup truck, and he's like, "Oh, hurry up, Phil! We gotta go. Tickets are on sale now, or something like that." I I wish I, I had it um right here for me to actually I do have it right here so that they can at least see it so that I'm not the only one that. Uh, has seen this thing and it is right here oh here you go. drive faster phil mapcon 2016 tickets available now nice. <laughs> yeah so that was uh that was fun to, to get out there but yeah so it was, it, it was definitely a great week um you know there's baby stuff that happened but you got to go check out birth at birthpodcast.com and paulo's asking me if, the, if this is live right now and yes this is very much live um so this is all recording. I'm recording right now for Dreamers Podcast. So if you're listening to Dreamers Podcast on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., that's that's awesome. Please keep doing that. Hope you uh, enjoy it. Uh, I don't have any questions for this week, but like I said, I do have this movie buff that I want to play here with Matt and Paul. And later on uh, in this episode, not live on Facebook, but later on in this episode, uh, there will be an interview with the creator of Movie Buff. You can go to Movie Buff game.com and go check it out and you should uh justin's a great guy and i'm glad uh, i got to not only meet him but interview him as well and uh yeah so uh real quick paul it's been a while since you've been on the show what, what have you uh been up to there not like, to put you on the spot no no, no i'm not i'm not put on the spot at all um oh now, now i'm put on the spot now you're turning there you go now now we're now we got um, to the spot. mostly i mean mostly working i think since i I can't remember exactly when, like, I started my new job. I don't know if it was before or oh, it was during. Way before. I, was I think, it way before? I think it was like way, it was way before you went to um, Virginia for a while. Has it been that long? Yeah, because oh, wow. it was like episode like I think it 16. was. It was. It was because we talked. I remember yeah. now you were talking about fingerprinting. Um, I've since come back from DC from that. Um, currently, I work in a uh, it's a toxicology lab, forensics and pain management. Um, so we monitor people who are on prescriptions. Uh, Police departments bring in uh, cases for us to test to make sure people are on the medication, supposed to be on or on that medication, or if they pull somebody over, if they had a DUI, or if they were on cocaine or something like that. And that's mostly what I do now, and it's fun. 
I just sit around waiting to test blood. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get there, you were, uh, what was it? You were moving bottles of vials of pee to other smaller vials of pee or something? Well, it's, it's, it's how you do the testing. I don't actually move stuff from one thing, but like the way we build our test is I started out as a builder. You start lower and you work your way up. So scientists, all I did was just take little vials and scan them into a thing. And then I get a report. I send that report to somebody else. And then that person does the stuff. But now I actually do the stuff. I actually do the testing. So You do the stuff. I do the stuff. So, uh, actually, it was episode 16. And that episode came out back June 27th, 2014. Yeah. Two years so, ago. Yeah. Well, we're getting close. We to are. Like a year, almost, year and a half. Almost. year and a half. Getting, getting close to two years. Uh, so, it's been fun. Matt, how was your week, by the way? It was good. Just uh, not too exciting happening. You know, a lot of work. Spending time with my niece and... Pretty much it. Looking forward to uh, Deadpool next week, so that's gonna be exciting. Deadpool, yes. yes. Deadpool uh, should be should be exciting. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. I don't know if I'll go and see it. I might wait till it comes out. Well, but, uh, yeah, Valentine's Day weekend. It's kind of a tough sell. <laughs> so uh, yeah, actually, well, this weekend uh, we have a friend coming uh, down from New York. Actually, previous guest Jeanette Pellegrini is coming to uh, do our photography for our our baby pictures in mm-hmm. the nursery and all that. Nice. So uh, yeah, it's. It's uh, it's awesome. Paul just got up and and uh, went to grab his phone. So I was gonna text Martin. He said hi. To oh, me. I know. Paul said hi. I mean, Martin. Paul says hi. Paul. Martin. Parsley, yeah. Whatever. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> let's uh, let's let's get this game going here. So we're gonna um, I'm gonna move the camera back and we're gonna move it down so you can see the. The table. You should still be able to hear us on the live feed and in this recording because we have three microphones making this happen. Okay, so Paul actually read the instructions. I got um, some instructions from from Justin when he was here. <clears throat> so, what, uh, Paul? Would you like to start it off and and uh, to maybe explain uh, a little bit since you apparently have the best knowledge of the game i'm a slow reader so instruction reading for other people is always a good thing for me um (laughs) so there's a lot of cards um we each start off with 10 to shuffle them up draw out 10 um and the cards are all different um we have if i can try to hopefully get all of them in one uh quote card a roll card actor so many actors um there's a movie card. I'm trying to find one for you guys. There's a movie card right Thank there. Thank you. Movie card. So those are the four major cards. Now, when we do a round, a round's called a, a, round's called a scene. Um, oh, is it a scene or a cut? Well, a, a, it's a, it's, or a cut happens. And a cut can a happen. Okay. So the, the whole thing is what you want to do is you want to you create, um, create a take uh, during the scene. And in order to do that, you have to use one of each of those cards in the scene. Um, and there are other cards that are introduced, but the main thing is so each player can play a card and... It's open general movie knowledge. It doesn't have to be one specific movie until you start narrowing it down. You narrow down the movie with a movie card. So up until that point, if you played an actor, you could say Harrison Ford. And any other card, a quote card um, or, or a roll card, you could, you, for a quote, you could quote something from Star Wars. Uh, if someone put down a roll card, uh, they could roll something out from like Indiana Jones. And then when they actually, someone puts a movie down, they could say um, Air Force One. And now you're stuck in something like that. So he's, so if someone tries to do that and make it more difficult, oh man, I don't have any Air Force non knowledge. So there are different things you could do. If you get to your turn, you could throw down like a reverse angle card, which spins the game back. 
Um, you could do a take five, uh, which pretty much skips your turn. You don't have to actually answer that question. There were two other cards I couldn't find. There was a edit card uh, and a cut card. The cut card pretty much ends the... Thanks, Joe. Um, the uh, We'll start with the edit card. He pulled that out. The edit card will allow you... Oh, no, we got both. Um, <laughs> um, the edit card allows you to change something from a specific back to something more broader. So if that happened and, you know, we picked an actor, Harrison Ford, the next card was a movie card and, you know, someone said Air Force One, you're like, well, I don't have that much knowledge, so use the edit card and then you can re-broaden back up the category so then I could throw down another roll card and be like Han Solo or another So do movie I have card. to play another card after the edit card? Um, Yeah. Okay, all right, then that's fine. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if, I mean, you, again, you read the rules. I, I did not. Um, that's um, from the one, uh, the quick reference guide. It looks like that's what they did. Um, okay. I could be misreading the rules. Um, all right, I, th I think, I that, makes, I think that makes sense. Because um, also it gives you the opportunity to get rid of two cards. Because the first person to get rid of all their cards wins the game. Mm -hmm. um, the other card, the cut card, actually ends the whole scene all together, and it's a take. So you can just throw the cut card down and scrap the whole thing and start all over again. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's play around here. I mean, while we're on Facebook Live, we got uh, five people watching at the moment. But we've we've been bouncing around uh, from like five to ten to twelve people. So it's if you if you're listening to this on Dreamers Podcast, you uh, you need to I guess become friends with me on Facebook so that you can. Oh, he's just moving it. Uh, not farting. I don't know if anybody heard that, but uh, you can you can definitely um, check check out my Facebook live video if you're friends with me on Facebook, and if you're not, you should become friends with me on Facebook. All right, Paul, you wanna you wanna start it off then? All right, well, let's think... take a look. All right, well, I'll start with my favorite movie. I'll pick a movie, and I will say Star Wars. All right, so uh, are we going clockwise or counterclockwise? Um, we'll go clockwise. Oh, so it's my turn. It is okay. your turn. All right, so you have Star Wars, and now I can place down um, um, an actor card. So I'm going to place down the actor card, and that will bring us to Mark Hamill. Okay. All right, so I'm going to play a roll card, and that would be Luke Skywalker. Okay, and... I don't have any. I don't have the last card to make this a to make this a take. So in or the scene, mean, or scene or it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a take. The whole uh, thing's take. a scene right now. Okay. Uh, uh, to get all scene. four makes it a take. So I would need to make this a take. Uh, I would need the quote card. I don't have any quotes. Um, so what I will do is I will keep playing any card that I have. So I have a roll card. Um, Wait, what if none of us have a quote card? That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, then, I, I mean, you just keep playing because it can be as long as you want. Or As a matter of fact, I don't. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, either. We didn't mix card. these as well as we thought we did. Uh, come on, you um, guys are supposed to be on this. I, I, I thought I did a good job. Huh. Um, apparently, I did not. Well, whatever. We can just keep rolling. Yeah, it's this. all right. You just um, have to keep rolling. Well, we have, keep cut, we have rolling. edit cards, and we have cut cards, so we can cut it. It doesn't have to exactly. be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so. Uh, I'll play another roll card. Um, so it would be a roll from that movie, yeah. not from that actor. Yeah, so somebody's buzzing over I here. Am. I'm sorry, Paul's I should have left my buzzing. phone away. I know. I actually, my phone is going. No, my phone is on silent because I'm like that. Well, my phone was on silent. It's actually Martin. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, so I didn't know it was Martin. <laughs> um, so I'll just play another role. Uh, Darth okay. Vader. All right. Um, the vo like the voice of Darth Vader. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll play a roll card, and we're gonna go with. Uh, 
Chewbacca. Okay, and now I'm going to play an actor card, and that was Peter Mayhew. I believe it's pronounced. Oh, okay. And then just to end... Did he, the... did he play in anything else? He was in a couple... And we're uh... talking about Star Wars Episode Four, right? Because he didn't say any other Star Wars, and technically Episode Four uh, is... I mean, he was in... Well... I seem to recall four, reading uh, he was in at least yeah. one other monster no, no, movie. No, no, I don't no, know what else he's done. The first three he was in. He, he, episode one, two, and three, Chewbacca's in? In the third one. At the very end. Oh, I, n- I never seen it. Yeah, jerk. No, well, you know, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so... Well, you can just leave <coughs> I'm not about comfort zone, are, are, yeah, aren't I? Um, okay. All right, well, then what I will do is I'll play reverse angle, which now we now also go clockwise, we'll go counterclockwise, so it's Matt's turn. Okay, so I'll play a role. Uh, Princess Leia. Um... Uh, all right, we're going to go with actor Harrison Ford. And I'm going to cut. All right. So this so is now over. Get the heck out of here, cards. <clears throat> all right, so you play the cut. Now it's Paul's, or, uh, Paul's turn. Matt, it's your turn. Well, my only choices are cut and edit. Oh, wait, no, I, I take that back. I do have a movie card. Let's see. All right, so I'll play movie. Uh, you know, let's go with uh, Scarface. <clears throat> All right, well, since I have a um, roll card, uh, we'll go with Al Pacino. Or not Al Pacino, uh, Scarface himself. Uh, uh, Tony... Mon- Montana. Is it Tony Montana? Montoya. Yeah. Montoya. Oh, <laughs> Montana. I actually know of Montana. Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Oh. Um, cockroach. <laughs> that's about all the knowledge I have of Scarface, so take five. All right, so at this point, we're supposed to take a five minute break, but for the sake of, of timing, we're not going to take a five minute break. So uh, it's your turn, Matt. Well, I guess I will cut and we can move to a different film. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. That was very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Unless that, too, was all of his knowledge yeah. of Scarface. It, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go with the movie, and we're going to go with Up. Okay. Now, what does the edit card do? Because uh, Paul, what does the edit card do? So the edit card can take um, two. So since he kind of made a, a specific movie, mm-hmm. um, we could use the edit and we could expand and kind of rebroaden the category. Um, for up, um, with one, I mean, mm. so like with this one is like we could take, so since he said up, if you could name an actor or or somebody else, you could use an edit card yeah, and so open, it, open it back up to. All I have is. You pretty much have nothing but yeah. edits. And, I mean, like, I guess I guess the game is over for you. Um, well, no, because he still has to get rid of all his cards. Well, I mean, he's, he's from what he's shown me, it's that's almost it's yeah. like edits and stuff like that i know i got cuts. two edits a cut and a take five i have two edits right, next so. roll take five also. somebody need to do a better job <laughs> I, tr- I, t- hey, I tried my best my friend i asked so I you asked don't draw me. new cards at any point we can't trade cards so is there any way to get more cards i mean you wouldn't want more cards though you because... could you could challenge there's a challenge i understand that but it just feels like i'm at a dead end and if you if i sat here and said up and then all of a sudden let's just say i put down and i'm like oh yeah up 
an actor in Up was, um, you know, James Earl Jones was an Up. And you always could be like... Hey, oh, you meant Ed Asner. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, I know. I know. You, you, well, I, I'm making it up. I'm, I know, I'm making know, it up. I'm making it up. So so I said that, and you guys you guys could be like, oh, that sounds pretty pretty legit. I, I agree. Or you could be like, no, I challenge you, right? Okay. You challenge my you challenge my knowledge. I'm bluffing. You can challenge me. So we can look into it, or someone can say, no, I know this for a fact. Like, that he was not in that movie at all. We can go look up his IMDb, find out he wasn't in it. So if it turns out that I'm wrong, um, I have to take back my actor card. And then I also have to draw a card from the draw pile. And that's how my I drew another one. But if it turns out I was right and somehow James Earl Jones was in Up, I get to keep my card down. You have to draw two cards from the pile. Oh, because I, I said that you were wrong. Yeah, you challenged uh, me and okay, lost so the challenge. Okay, okay. That, that makes sense. All right. So, so, I mean, so if you make it harder and we use harder movies, um, you can you know, to me, try to bluff your way through it. pretty hard, i got to be honest. I, I'm hit or miss. Um so it just it depends i mean that's what and that's what you know makes this game so so unique is that it's not like the same every time it's so open-ended like depending on what group of people you have and what their movie knowledge is i mean this game changes drastically exponentially throughout yeah. every playthrough so i mean it doesn't get stale it stays fresh yeah oh i i agree it's a, definitely a different game every time so you know all right so well, it was your turn paul so you should play a card i said up take five Take five. Okay, so now do 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 do. All right, we took five. Matt, your turn. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to take five. All right, now it's my turn. Uh, we're going to take five. <laughs> Someone needs to go to shuffle school. It's your turn, Paul. I know. I forgot all the characters' names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I draw like a blank. Uh, um, now wait. What happens? Now what happens if you don't have anything? Like, can you pass on your turn? I don't know. I thought I read all the rules. Oh, that's that was my question. Like, could you could you pass? Because in theory, um, well, whoever went first would have run out of cards first. Mm -hmm. If there's no way to pass or. Or anything like that. And to be fair, this happens every time we play a new board game. Like, there's always, what about this? What about that? Or, you, know, you think you know the rules, but until you've actually sat down and started playing it, it's, it, it doesn't click. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely mm -hmm. is tough. Because there, uh, there's lots of little rules here and there. Um, I mean, I have a movie card left, but, and an edit, or a cut, and a cut, and another edit. So, there's got to be a way to answer. There has to be an answer to this, right? It can't just be, well, hopefully you don't wind up with, a, with oh, five edit you go. cards. Here you go. So if you don't have a playable cards. card, right, you take a card from the draw pile, and that's the end of your turn. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So, there, so which so, one's the draw pile here? Uh, but either one. Oh, I just okay. kind of separate them because the stack would have been too high. Okay. So so you can't – can you play back-to-back -back take fives? I like, don't see why not. Oh, Okay. It's just calling you to skip a turn. So, I mean, if you want to skip your turn, if you don't like what you put down, then take five. And then if you have nothing to play, then you just draw a card. Okay. All right. So, uh, it's still Paul's turn because I threw down the last take five, I believe. You did. Um, okay. Then I'm going to reverse angle. Okay. So, now it's my turn. Now it's your turn again. Okay, cool. That's great because I want to get rid of another card. Um, we're going to go with – now, what does the edit card do again? So, the edit card will splice um, – We'll splice two different movies together since you chose Up. So if you wanted to edit, you have to have a connection from Up into the next line of thought you're going with. So think of anything you can think of in Up that would connect it to the next thing that you would want to do. So mm -hmm. if you had, that's why I'm I and I, I for, and it's it's killing me. I forget the guy's, the guy's name that's been in every Pixar movie. He's in Cheers. 
Uh, it was Ham and Toy Story. Mar- was it Martin something? No. No? Oh, no. Right, it's got to play right, Cliff and Cheers. Yeah, well, yeah, we picked a... Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Eddie, and we're going to go with Ed Asner, and I guess, unfortunately, it has to be movies. So I'm trying to think of another so movie. thinking Pixar vein. Right, because you gotta, you gotta, you got to join your first movie thought to the next one. So if you're going to pick a movie, you have to pick one in the Pixar vein. At least that's my interpretation of mm-hmm. it. Maybe I am wrong. But, I mean, you could go with anything else. You could say Monsters, Inc., and then that gives us Billy Crystal John Goodman. Like, we actually gives us some jumping off points. Well, that's point. true. Well, was it was it actor? Oh, because you didn't actually play that actor I card. didn't play an actor Right, card. so we're still no. on movie. So I guess technically we, we couldn't make that jump to, uh, to, I could really screw you guys and say The Good Dinosaur. Good. Ba-boom. Cool. I've never watched it. Yeah, me neither. it just came out. Well, Congratulations. I know we'll go. We'll go with. Well, you uh, got to draw a card too when it's your turn. So I don't know why you would do that. You're only. You're only. You're only messing yourself up there, friend. <laughs> unless you've got a. Unless you've got a way out of it. No, I do not. <laughs> so all right. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go with the good dinosaur. I'll, I'll go with. Uh, cars. Well, I'm not really familiar with cars, so I'm gonna cut. No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That ends the turn. Yeah. So now it'll go to me. And just because I'm thinking about it and because I like this actor, John Goodman. Get out of here, John Goodman. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I need to draw a card then. Hmm. Okay, yeah, reverse angle. Oh, so <laughs> okay, so it's back to me. <laughs> All right, and since there is nothing and I only have an edit card at this point, I got to pick up a card. All right, your turn, Paul. Fun. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of... I'm just trying to think of a, uh, a good one here. Um, hmm. Let's go with... Go with Danny Ocean. From... From Ocean's Eleven. Well, I, I just gave you a roll. You have to tell me. Oh, I gave right. you a roll. Yeah. Now we bet we jump yeah, off that right. roll. So, so um, I mean, and I've I've just done a so roll. We're gonna we're gonna edit that when it goes this way, right? Because it was just your turn. So, you took a card. Oh, that's right. It's Matt's turn. Sorry. Now Matt's turn. Yeah, it's Matt's turn. Ocean's Eleven. I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> no, it gets cut up all the time. Lost on the editing room floor. All right, so I'm going to start with a roll, and we're going to go with, um, trying to think of, I can't think of the guy's name in the movie. I'm really bad at this, at, at like, movie characters' names, like, because a lot of times, like, I just go by their face, and I get really screwed up if there's two people that look very similar in a movie. Uh, I think the, the the one that I could, that comes to mind was that one um, from like two thousand seven. Uh, what's, what's the name of that? With um, the Parent Trap? Because that messed no, me up. It wasn't, the, it wasn't <laughs> the Parent Trap. It was uh, the the it was a Martin Scorsese film from two thousand seven that was based on the Japanese film. Um, oh, you're talking about the uh, uh, what's it called? The Departed. The Departed. That's yeah. it. Yeah, because uh, Matt, I think it was Matt Damon and and. Mark Wahlberg? Not Mark Wahlberg. Well, oh, it was Mark Donnie Wahlberg. Wahlberg? No, it, it was it was Mark Wahlberg. But okay. there was another character. There was another character that was it was Matt Damon and somebody else, and they they looked kind of similar mm. through a lot of the film. 
And if you weren't paying attention, it was it was tough to, to know. But anyway, we're going to go with, uh, and I'm trying to see my greatest movie quotes poster right across there, but I can't <laughs> see it because it's just too darn tiny. Shenanigans. Uh, we're going to go with Mr. Pink. There you go. Mr. Pink. Okay, I have the draw card. That's my turn. I've also got to draw a card. Let's see here. Okay, once so you draw, that ends your turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, if I played in, if I played my edit card, I have to have a card to go behind it. I would uh, assume so. I don't have a rule in here where it says that you can't. So then I guess I technically need another card in order to 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 win with this edit card mm -hmm. in hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got my card. Now nobody throw down a cut so I can <laughs> so I can end this game. <laughs> so I can end this game. Take five. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna edit and follow it up with a roll of Mr. Brown. Okay, I'm gonna edit and we're gonna go with a roll of. Uh, I guess I just need to pick right on my other colors to lie. Uh, um, Mr. Blonde. And I'm out of cards. So the game's over. You That's win. That's it. I yeah. win. Awesome. Good, good game, guys. You didn't have to let me win like that, though. Well, <clears throat> you are the host, so we just felt it was fair. Yeah, host. Yes. Host usually we'll discuss wins. it just like, just like uh, the the casino. House mm -hmm. always wins. Yep. House always wins. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, to be a part of this episode and get to play a game here on Junior's podcast, which is always fun because you know playing games and uh being creative and and all that stuff really falls in with with the uh idea of dreaming and going back to your roots as a kid and and having big aspirations so this is uh been movie buff and if you're watching the live facebook feed that that's the game right there movie buff uh game movie buff game.com Go check it out. Uh, I think it's like 20 bucks. I don't know if there's shipping involved or not. But uh, well, coming up next is the interview with the creator, Justin Purvis. And go to the show notes at howtodream.co to check out a video of like iPad. Actually, it's bigger than iPad. There's like iPad Pro-sized uh, cards. Hey, Dreamers. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you love the work that has been done so far, please consider going to howtodream.co slash donate to contribute. Thank you so much for your consideration and support. Today, I'm talking with Justin Purvis, who is making his dreams come true by creating a movie trivia card game called Movie Buff. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. It's uh, yeah. great to be here. Here live in, in the studio, which is always a lot of fun to, to do. Um, so we met... Uh, by chance, over at Chiller Theater in Parsippany, New Jersey, a place that I don't usually venture, but my Me good, neither. <laughs> good, good friend <laughs> Kathleen Kelly was all about going because uh, Paige O'Hare was there, mm -hmm. uh, and and the re uh, the rest of the important people from uh, from from the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, except Jerry Orbach. Uh, R.I.P. Jerry. Oh yeah. 
so anyway, we, we ran into each other and, uh, he has this game called movie buff and he, uh, you know, one thing that I gotta, I gotta commend you on is the giant cards. Now you can't see these, but I'm going to, we're going to shoot a little video later, uh, and, and put it in the, in the show notes, uh, where you can see how the game is actually played. But it's really, it's really awesome that you came. I don't know. Did you come up with that idea yourself? Yeah, or? we wanted to when we when we decided once we got the game printed and we went to uh, went to conventions. We we were very very excited because I love the game. Uh, when I say we, I mean me and my wife, not the royal we. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, but uh, we wanted to have. We were expecting huge, massive crowds piled around us as we're telling the game. So we wanted to create these big cards that way the person five rows back could see the card and know what it looks like instead of you know being oh i can't see it i'm gonna wander away you know in addition to all the other stuff we do to keep people uh you know at our booth or coming to our booth yeah and it, it i mean it definitely helped capture my imagination uh for what it is and what it could be uh, especially in the party sense because i'm always looking for a, a new party game uh for more than just you know, five or six or seven people because we, we throw pretty big parties here and we'd like that. Like the game that we usually go to is, is werewolf because we can play, I think we have two decks stacked up and it's like 32 players. Yeah. That would be the same. If you had a, if you had two decks with us, you could play with 32 players with the base rules. Of course, we always talk about house rules and you can change it because the rules are very fluid. I mean, the basic premise is get rid of your cards, but you can change it to anything you want. But yeah, you get two decks of our game. You can play with 32 people, or if you shift how many cards you deal out, you can play with a whole lot more. more. <laughs> uh, I, I have to do the math. 40 people? Yeah, that would be 40 people. Well, yeah, if you were going to gain if cards we only rather did like than... Eight, if we only did eight cards a person and said 10 cards per person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or playing in the reverse. Like, I think I had yeah, mentioned Yeah, deal out like, more cards to people to make it interesting. Right. Uh, or, or no, make it so that you have to gain cards as points rather than getting rid of yes, your cards. Yes, exactly. Then you could play with, I guess, as many people. I yeah. don't know you could have here uh that could see the cards at that point i'd want the big the big cards <laughs> or, or like one of those uh projectors like those those old uh cellophane projectors mm -hmm, with like a winder schools. yeah <laughs> so you could see it up on the wall but uh but yeah so uh justin why don't you go into to how you you know got started with all this sure uh, this, so I grew up in a military family. My dad was in the military. I was in the military. Uh, and we were, tra we traveled overseas. I lived overseas most of my life. And so I think one of the things that we, that my parents wanted to do to keep us feeling connected to the States was we would get movies from the little video store on base. Uh, and so we would go there on a Friday night, you know, we'd go and get a pizza and we, we'd pick My brother would pick out a movie. I'd pick out a movie and my parents would pick out a movie. And then uh, come Saturday morning, my brother and I had watched all three movies and we wanted to go get more. And my, my parents would tell us to go outside and play. But it was just this thing where I, we, loved, we loved films and escapism, maybe, I don't know. It's just something about it, uh, getting to live in different worlds. I, it's just, I would say it's similar to people who really enjoy reading. You know, you just, you just uh, watching a movie takes me to a new place. Seeing people being funny or action or horror, it doesn't matter what. And uh, as I... As I grew and grew and grew, I realized I loved movies a lot. And I went in high school, I went working at different uh, movie stores, worked for Blockbuster, worked for Hollywood Video, worked for Suncoast Motion Picture Company, uh, all of which are now out of business. <laughs> I ran them out of business. That's a good idea. Good, good job, Justin. Uh, and, uh, but I, every time uh, I would 
sitting, I, I was sitting in hanging out with friends and I, for whatever reason, I had this uh, memory for actors in movies, uh, even as well as like, uh, I, I did this one man show for years ago where I talked about the uh, late eighties, early nineties films when it was VHS right before DVD came out. I had this knack for remembering what cover boxes looked like. And so I'd have people test me and it was like 60% of the time I was on point. The other, I was kind of like, I was confusing with something, some other cover box, but I just, people like actors stuck in my head. And so I used to, when I'd find other people who liked movies as much, I guess it's hard to say as much because I liked them so much, but you know, close to me, we would sit and play a game. One of which was the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you would get, uh, you give me some actor and I can connect him to Kevin Bacon in six steps then we switched it to six degrees of any two actors. You give me any two actors, I'll connect them in as few as possible. And then sometimes the challenge is, like you say you can do it in four, and I say I can do it in three, and so we see who can do it the fastest, who can do it in the shortest amount of steps. As well as a game we used to play where I would name an actor, you'd have to name a movie that actor's in. Then I would have to name another actor who's in that movie. Then you would have to name a movie that that second actor's in. So it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And every time I would move someplace new and meet somebody else who liked films as much as I do, they'd be playing the same game that I thought I had invented. And they thought they had invented it. And there were always these kind of like subtle differences between the two um, or, you know, between the versions. And so when I got a little bit older post-college, I started thinking about uh, turning this into an actual unifying game that everyone could have and play, everyone who loves films the way that we all do. Um, And then at the same time, leaving it open enough for them to instill their own particular rule set on it. And so uh, this game has been in the works for 10 years between full-time job, uh, finishing school, uh, all of these things. You know, life gets in the way. I spent a long time, I spent... uh, you know, b- besides full-time work, I spent a lot of time doing uh, improv coaching and teaching in Washington, D.C., so that ate up so much of my time, and the, by the time you get home, you don't want to work on your passion projects, you want to go to sleep, and it wasn't until last last year, um, uh, April of 2014, when I found out that uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child, and I realized I got to I realized, all right, so I've got to get this. I got to make this thing happen, uh, partially because I've been uh, I've been on disability for years because I'm legally blind, and so uh, instead of it was either do this thing that I really love doing, or uh, or go out and get a full time job to help, uh, and so instead of making money, I made this. <laughs> no, but it, it, uh, last last April, we went, or rather two two Aprils ago, uh, I I sat down. After I found out my wife was pregnant, we, I sat down, I rewrote the rules, I, re, I figured out everything I needed to figure out for this, and then we put together a Kickstarter, and I, re, I did it. Was, this was completely grassroots. I mean, if you were to go to our Kickstarter page and watch the video, it's literally shot in the room that is now my son's nursery in front of the my massive movie collection, and my wife's holding my iPad filming it. So it's not as much as I love films. I don't have the technical know-how or the, or the equipment to make anything better yet, but I will. Um, and so it was this, this – we just slapdashed this Kickstarter together. We raised the funds, and then I grassrooted everything from Facebook. And I just got people stepped up and said – like a friend of mine says, I work for a print house. We'll print your game for you at a charge. 
<laughs> you always want to hear it for free, but that's well, come on. Everyone's no, everyone's got to make money. Everyone's got to pay their bills. Yeah. And so same thing through our graphic designer, who was so he loved the game so much that he uh, he originally sent me six different versions of the game design, completely different. He loved it so much. He was so excited about. It, he sent me six of them. And one of them I was extremely uh, nerded out about, but my wife said to me, that's not going to have mass uh, market appeal. The nerds will love it. The movie nerds like me will love it, but the people who are just occasional film watchers that have a little bit of knowledge might be, might be thrown by what it is and not, be, you know, not buy it. And well, so, what was it? Uh, it was the comedy and tragedy masks that you might like if you'd associate with the Oscars, you know, the happy and sad face. Could you could you tell me why that wouldn't have mass appeal? Uh, I mean, I, I you know I I would associate that with film. Yeah, but it also but it well, also gets connected with theater as well. well yeah, and, probably more theater. And than, the design on it seemed very much. Um, looking back on it now, it was a much more higher, a high higher concept. Uh, whereas with our design for this, which is the classic old uh, popcorn box that you get it, that's that's homey that's comfortable that makes you feel good because what goes better with a movie than popcorn little else other than a nice beverage of some sort but but we wanted to uh create something that spoke more to the more general audience that drew in every that drew in more people and so upon looking at it i think i'll have like a special edition made up one day where i'll use that but the i i looking at what we have now i i couldn't have chosen any other this design uh, is is so beautiful, so simple, so elegant. It is exactly what we want, and so many people have commented on it. So yeah, even though we got all these designs from my graphic designer, I would not change what we have now because this is this is. I mean, it's grown on me over the last eight months, so it's perfect. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it, it stands out uh, beautifully, and I think that it, it definitely connects uh, well with anybody. Like families and stuff like that, like especially like for family game nights and and that I know that's a, a huge market. Uh, somebody was recently telling me that like Utah is like huge for for game. Well, know, for we games. gotta get to Utah. I, I think you do because that's well, that's where a lot of Mormons are from and they play a lot of family games. Yeah, and and that's like one of their that's one of their things is that they get together for family game night. So you know they're like, well, if you you know if you can make a game and, and sell it in Utah, you can. You're gonna be all you can right. rule the world. Yeah, pretty much. Which nah. <laughs> is funny because Utah is not, you know, New York City or L.A. or. But still, like, I mean, depending on what you're looking for, I've learned so much from coming into this in this entire uh, segment. Before before two years ago, I was not a game designer. I was not. Uh, I was not in the convention circuit. I had never been to a convention before. I've been to Renaissance fairs and similar, but different, obviously. Um, and I, you know, I, I've been to openings for movies and stuff like that, but I'd never been to a convention before. It's a completely different animal. And, uh, I would, if you had asked me two years ago, if I thought this, that I would be in, in, I'd be hitting up convention after convention all over the East coast. I would say you're crazy. That why would I do that? But now again, it would be one of those things where, I can't see it any other way because the reception we've gotten with the game and the uh, ability uh, just to share it and share share our love with movies is such it's like coming finding out you you were supposed to be here this whole time. 
No, I love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, I, you know, it's it. I, you know, what's funny is, is I don't think I've ever been to a convention like that that at like Chiller Theater up in Parsippany, New Jersey. But actually, I know for a fact that I've never been to any anything like that before. And uh, <laughs> it it just so happens that you know we uh, we found each other. Yeah. And, and you know it. You know, it's not really my scene, right? Like most of that stuff that was there, is not is it's just not my stuff. You know, it, I I don't know how to explain it, but uh, but uh, but I'm so glad that I did. And you know, on top of just you, I, I found I think four or five other guests that I'm going to be having on the show just from going that one time. Obviously, they're not vendors that are like just resellers of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're people that like what was it that one? Did you see that one um with like the the bugs, like the, the or not bugs, like uh, yeah. the animals. That yeah, the skulls. We actually met him. We, uh, we met him at Monster Mania at a previous convention. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah same thing. And he his his story is very unique, and he is living that dream. Oh Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but he was a real cool guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah. I so I, I'm at some point I'll have him on the show. But just the point is, is like there's things like that. Was like, hey, I didn't even think about the idea that there's like people that are like artists and doing all the stuff yeah. that are going to these things that are that are you know grassroots that are just doing it because they love it regardless of if it's their full-time job or not yeah so i again i'm so glad that you you took the time to do it and to to get it all printed up i i guess it kind of fell in a little bit um in the place with you because you had somebody who was a graphic designer and a car you know a place that would print exactly all they printed the box as well yeah yeah they made the uh they made the entire game of course we sent the graphics over to them and they printed up the cards the directions the the box and the wraps and it was it was a very it was a huge learning experience coming from having again having no background in it and just thinking to ourselves not knowing, not knowing how to research something. If you don't like, we didn't know how to research game manufacturing companies. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. And I found out, you know, a lot of different things about how to go about doing it for our, our you know, for our next round of uh, of games being printed. But it, yeah, it's it's it, they printed everything for us. That's that. that you know, having a one stop shop is always uh, much more easier, especially when you first go around. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so how did your family take this this movie buff idea? Oh, that is a good question. Uh, they, I think they, uh, they're supportive of it in the sense of it's, they know how much I love movies. And so I think they're supportive in that regard. They are cautiously optimistic, as I think anybody would be, where it's a matter of, You've just chosen to go into business for yourself in the middle of uh, times where small businesses shut down constantly. And you've got a child. You've got a 10-month-old at home now. You, you know, are, you, are you sure you want to do this? And my answer to them is I have no other choice. I, I have to do this, and I can't fail. So it's just a matter of doing. And they're, and they're supportive, they're supportive because, because I can't drive anymore. Like my father chauffeurs me to and works the booth with me at all the conventions and you met him uh at chiller uh and he and he's great I and mean, hopefully one day i'll be able to give him money for it other than buy him dinner and a beer and pay for the hotel room that we're staying in you know i hope to eventually have pay him back for everything he's done for for me and for the movie buff and then hire up somebody else so he can be free to just do whatever he wants to do sit at home and watch the history channel 
He loves that. He loves ancient aliens. Yeah, I was gonna say ancient. <laughs> that's it's this his favorite show. Which a lot of times when I'm at, at conventions, so when I'm at conventions, I have my hair up really big to draw people over. Everything I do at, with the booth is to get big carbs, draw people over. My hair all blown out, draw people over. And most places I have a popcorn machine that I'm making fresh popcorn and giving it out. The smell yeah. draws people over. And so it's that whole thing. And a lot of people, when they would see me, they'd be like, aliens. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. I like that Greek guy from ancient <laughs> aliens. But hey, while you're here, let's learn about movie buff. <laughs> so... No, I, I love I love the drive and the passion and uh, and and you know knowing that you can't and uh, shall not fail. I shall not fail. Yes, it's it's very uh, it's very important uh, to have that drive because it's not going to happen by mistake. And uh, I I really admire yeah. the fact that you're like yeah, well you know we're just going to go to every possible outlet for for people that uh, are really in the movies yeah. and 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 geekery. Uh, you know, and and just make it and make it happen. So, yeah. I, so, so I congratulate you on Thank that. Thank you. Um, what's been the biggest roadblock for you with with this? Um, personally, I'll talk. I think I'll talk from both a personal side and a business side. Personally, for me, my personal roadblock, as I say, personal yet again, uh, is because I can't drive. I'm I, I'm very dependent on my wife or my dad to take me these places, and I I oftentimes feel really bad about that because they're having to take time away from their own schedules their own lives to do this i know they're willing to and they want to help out uh, because they want to see me succeed because if i succeed then they succeed if i get money they get some of that money so everybody's happy uh but i wish i could i wish i had my eyesight so that i could just do it myself i could if i needed to run a booth on my own without needing my dad there uh, and even this past weekend, we were up at a festival, and it wasn't a festival that we were able to sell anything at. So he literally drove me up there, dropped me off, came back home, came back up at the end of the night, picked me up, and we'd go to the hotel. Because he wasn't, it wasn't going to do him any good to be there. He didn't, you know, it wasn't his scene uh, because it was a lot of panels and a lot of uh, playtesting games. Uh, but it was a great experience for me. I needed to be there, but he didn't. So it was that kind of thing, and I felt bad. Because it was like he'd drop me off, drive up two hours, drop me off, drive back two hours, pick it up, do it all over again. Uh, but the on from from the business side, I think one of the biggest obstacles is getting getting the game into 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 people's hands, into stores uh, outside of conventions. It's very easy for me to do in the conventions because I'm here, I'm demoing the game. You come over, you're like, oh, movie, what is this? And then I show you, and you're like, I have to have this. But when I walk into a comic book shop or a toy shop or I reach out to a distributor, um, you know, there's been a lot of no's. And that's okay because they don't – and one of them was nice enough to say is like we can't really take a chance on unknown product because it doesn't sell without a name behind it. And that's completely understandable. I get it. But the whole thing being there will be a name behind it. It's coming. You could get on the ground floor now. And at times I've said that to them in, you know, more diplomatic ways, even, you know, say, hey, just do a test run. Just take five copies and see if you can distribute it. So, you know, but now on the flip side, I'm going to be telling all of my fans and friends and family, go into your neighborhood toy stores and say, hey, are you carrying movie buff? Uh, I heard about this great game called movie buff. Can you can you guys have it? And then then people will start making it happen. Uh, but it's it it's the getting so yeah the the excitement about the game 
is there and just needs to be seen by the right people. Like at this convention I was just at, I met with the with a with a card maker and distributor, played the game with them, and he was just like, "This game is amazing." He's like, "I didn't know it, what to think of this game, but this game is amazing." And then he started talking about this is, you know, he started talking about the various markets that are out there, and he said, "This is mass market. This is like Target, Blockbuster, big name stores. There needs to be some changes because it's such a small box. It doesn't take up a lot of uh, re a lot of real estate on shelves." So, like, maybe we should re redesign the box and turn it into something, you know, bigger so that it can be seen more clearly next to other big games. And so it was a great bit of information to hear. And he said, don't change this for this version for the hobby stores, the small independent stores, that this game, this box is perfect for them. But if you want to get into the big box stores, you got to have a big box, hence why they're called that. No, that's not why they're called that, but... So it's just a matter of getting getting the game seen by somebody, played by somebody, who then gets noticed by somebody else. It's like it's it's very much you know, you know you tell two friends and they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends and then all of a sudden it's a household name. And we've had we've had the ability to do some of that. I mean we were at uh, we were at Monster Mania, and uh, uh, Miko Hughes. Who is the actor from Pet Cemetery, the little kid from Pet Cemetery and Kindergarten Cop, Mercury Rising? He was there, nice, nice guy, just a great guy. And he walked by our booth and he's like, What is this? And I gave the spiel to him and he was like, This game is legit. And he bought a copy of it. And I was just, Miko Hughes just bought a copy of my game. This is amazing. I don't expect anything out of that other than Miko Hughes has my game. And occasionally I'll say, Miko Hughes has my game. But it's just things like that. Just getting it to somebody who can be who can can be seen by somebody else. Who can then, like uh, a friend of mine, works uh, does. Uh, actually, the director of the documentary we did a few years ago uh, is works occasionally with Shark Tank people. And so uh, I said to him, "Hey, what can we do?" And he said, "Not much. I just shoot camera. But if you send me a copy of the game, I'll play it around them, and then maybe they'll be like, "Hey, what's this?" So I have no problem with that. I send them a copy of the game, say, enjoy it, man. Have fun. It's a great game. And so it's, it's, it's getting that big step. Because I, I, I'm perfectly content going festival to festival, uh, except I do like to be home with my child and my wife uh, and giving my father a chance to not have to drive eight hours uh, to, you know, <laughs> just sit around and do nothing if it's a slow day. Well, okay. Well, you gave me a lot to work with there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So you, um, <laughs> all right. So, man, <laughs> this is so much there. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to re re restate it in, in no, no, in no, a no, smaller no. chunk? <laughs> no. Well, I, I think, uh, I think with the with getting it in the stores, you know, it does it does take a lot of of hearing no, and I I think that um. He's right about the hobbyist stores being good with this. The problem with the big box stores, that uh, in my opinion, is there's only so much retail space. Exactly. So yeah, you come up with this big box, and they're like, "Well, we were looking for something a smaller box." You know what yeah. I mean? But you still, as long as you still have a smaller box, that you know, it can all work out. Yeah, we had been we'd been talking to different uh, game game manufacturers, and they had stated, "Yeah, you can place an order for like X, and X, you know, ten percent of that can be." one version of a game and 10% of it can be another, or the remainder can be another ver version of the game. Not a problem. Obviously it's going to cost more because they're, you know, having to create two different dies and two different runs, but yeah, totally doable. No, that, that, <coughs> that's awesome. And, uh, 
and and that's that, that was really awesome that uh miko hughes uh picked up your game yeah i was and, just like oh this guy's from kindergarten cop boys have a penis girls have a vagina that's the kid that's him yeah he's all grown up now <laughs> He's Gage from Pet Cemetery, and the Pet Cemetery is my wife's favorite movie. And so the fact that I think it was even more great for her to be like, "Little Gage, bought our game." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, it's awesome." <laughs> uh, you know, real quick, let's talk about the uh, the documentary that you were you were in. Sure. Uh, so I I in 2010, my brother and I did a road trip around the United States. Because we, uh, when, I w- when I was 14, I was diagnosed with a degenerative eye disease called uh, choroideremia. And my brother was diagnosed with it in 2008. Um, so I had been living with it for 25 years at the time that he had been diagnosed. Um, and so uh, we wanted to, because we know we have kind of this deadline on our vision, potentially. There's so many great things happening now. Clinical trials uh, that are potentially changing curing blindness it's ha- it's it's out there it's happening uh but we wanted to go do a road trip around the united states to kind of see america have a big uh you know seven week trip with my brother and we got a guy we got some guys who really gung-ho about the story who came along and uh filmed it and so we did this uh 13,000 mile drive around the united states stopping in like great amazing national parks as well as just random you know off tangents into sculpture parks that random we randomly see or ghost towns you know western ghost towns that we just see signs for did you leave north dakota as the last state uh no oh (laughs) would just be just because oh no because they actually know that it's the last state you'll visit in most cases in fact if you go to their visitor center there's a (laughs) t-shirt that they'll give you that you save the best for last that's funny because actually we didn't get into north dakota because we went, we went, it, we had to go into South Dakota, and our plan was to go to North Dakota, but it, it, we couldn't get there on our timeline. Unfortunately, as with everything that has, if you've ever been on a movie set or ever been involved in even independent film, day one, you're already two days behind, even if you just started. So it was that from day one, we were two days behind schedule. And so we had to cut stuff, unfortunately. And one of those was getting to uh, North Dakota. But we'll be there, and it may end up being the last state. So, hey, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, what was the name of the documentary? Uh, the documentary is called Driving Blind, and we are available on Amazon Instant as well as our website, drivingblindfilm.com. You can, you can rent it. You can buy a digital copy. We're still in the prospect and hope that one day we'll have an actual physical DVD with a UPC code and for sale, and I can add that to my collection. Because I've got like a thousand movies that, you know, there's that space right there in the D's for it. <laughs> yeah, ho- well, I hope so. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put a link in that in uh, in the show notes so people can find that as well. Thank you. You're very welcome. So uh, growing up, what was your childhood dream? I don't know if you touched on that earlier. Uh, no, I had no dreams when I was a child. No, uh, I think originally this ties into to the... Um, I think this is part of this may link everything together. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. That was what I wanted to do. You're serious? Yeah. So, so the the guest on the previous episode had the same exact dream. What? 
And because he was wearing glasses growing up, everyone he, told him, you can't be you a can't pilot. You can't be a pilot. It was the oh same thing. Oh, my God. Thing. What are the, the chances? I just got on the phone with this That's guy. That's so crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to be – and I, I think part of it obviously came from growing up in the military – Possibly having seen Iron Eagles, which I don't remember if that's an Air Force movie, but it's about fighter pilots. Um, and uh, but I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. And uh, when I was diagnosed with choroideremia, it was um, it it changed what I wanted to do. And I think, and it might have been around that time, whether I knew it or not, that I the shift to escapism in films happened. Um, be, you know, I know I'd been watching movies before, but I think I probably really launched into watching movies after I got diagnosed because if I can't see everything with my own eyes, like if I can't travel to China, I can at least watch movies set in China and get a feel for the country or something like that. Whether, whether I knew subconsciously or consciously about it, I think that was part of it. And so I think, you know, I wanted to be, and then I wanted, after that, I wanted to be an actor. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I did my hand at that. I mean, I'm still doing that. I mean, cause when I'm, when I'm in the booth, I'm, I'm, I'm the showman and I've, I've, that's, that's been a constant because I used to, like I said, I did improv and I hosted and produced burlesque shows. I didn't do the burlesque. I was the host. Uh, they Good were very know. wonderful, beautiful women who, uh, and, and, and handsome men who, who did the burlesque of the shows we did. And we would mix it in with improv because I had the improv background. And a lot of times in burlesque, you had stand-up comics doing stuff. And we wanted to bring in a new, a new style, which was a lot of fun. Did you go to the Back to the Future one over at um, the Trocadero? No. Oh, did you hear about it? I had not heard about it. Oh, we was on Back to the Future Day. That's awesome. I I, I personally didn't go, but uh, I know some people that did. That went to a Back to the Future burlesque show. Yeah, That's on great. Back to the Future Day. I wish I had known about that. I would have made time to go there. That would have been fun. <laughs> I pro- in all honesty, I probably know somebody who was there. Pro- prob- it, probably. As with so many things we've discovered, the world is very small. Yes. there is. You constantly run into it. You and I got connected. Found out we both have a friend, a mutual three, friend, three yeah. friends, but one specifically all the way down in Georgia, uh, Mike yes. Wolf. Yes, yes. Who fact, I used to work with him at the Disney store. That's him right there on the wall. Yeah, See, there. Um, yeah, over, nice. Over there, the Ghost Trolley uh, poster over there. Yeah. Over there. Um, that's so great. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it is a small world uh, after all, and uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I just had to throw that in there. That's right. Um. <laughs> So, with all of this under your belt now, and have you know having uh, game you know game development and you know as being part and and I do love the fact that that as we we grow and and as we chase our dreams um, and go towards something that we actually enjoy versus something we're just doing and you know living on, uh, we do use all of those things that we wanted to be as a kid, or at least we tend to. Uh, in some capacity, like yeah, okay, you didn't become a, a a fighter jet pilot, but they deal with very stressful situations. And in your case, you know, you utilizing stressful situations of like bouncing that into an entrepreneurial uh, spirit spirit to go and say, okay, well, yeah, okay, I have this family and uh, this kid's coming on and and all this, but you know what, I'm gonna do this anyway because yeah, screw it. What else, what you know, what else am I gonna go? Yeah, to? it's it's it, that whole mentality of. It's and I often and my wife my wife tells me because I would check in with her periodically. I'd say before we really made a run at this, I asked her multiple times, "Is this good? Is this good? Is is this? Are you not just telling me 
that this is a good idea. This is, and she constantly says, "This is um, this game is amazing. People will love it. It is a great op. Do it." And so, you know, upon hearing it like the fifth or sixth time, I was like, "Okay, let's," you know, like building up that steam. Okay, let's go. And then out, out we go into the night to sell the game. I'm um, so thankful that that steam didn't wear out and uh, that you didn't just, you know, get knocked down because yeah, of one or two, like, you know, problems that you had to go deal with and on top of like, well, how am I going to sell it? Because I can't drive yeah. to these conferences or co- conventions and, you know, all that. So there, there's a lot of things that you had to, to overcome as well. I mean, just the, the site thing in general is, is a huge overcoming. Um, but I'm curious if um, that if, if if having to deal with the the whole site problem has helped you uh, in ways that you might maybe you haven't even considered it, like the idea that uh, dealing with that you know overcoming with that every single day, right? Because it's something it's just yeah. normal to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has it helped uh, prime you for the I guess the disappointment of hearing no a lot and. The you know the the struggles of having to go in and out of uh, these conventions. Yes, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, okay. oh my. Okay, no, no. I got it. It took me a second. I just had to. It just clicked. Uh, yeah, it definitely it definitely did because you know you're being told, especially like as it like when I was diagnosed with the with cordyrema, they uh there there was. There was a, a t- time where they were told you're going to go blind, and then that time came, and it didn't. I wasn't blind, so then I was kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I don't have to just sit back and and take what people say to heart, you know, completely. Uh, so that it definitely was that mentality of you can't let anything stop you from going what you want, because if, if you if if you're determined enough, uh, and you've found yourself on the right path, you. You have no other choice but to make it happen. I mean, you can choose to quit, but it really, I think for people that are that are that are dreaming, they can't choose to quit. It's not a choice, and it's not and it's not like it's the only option is success, but it kind of is because all you have is this is my dream, I'm making it come true. I'm not doing that at the cost of everything else in my life, but I am focused on this. And I have no other option but to make this successful. And so kind of cutting away the fat of use, not like useless stuff, but stuff that's going to do you no good. You know, being told no happens a lot from an, from an actor standpoint, being told you get nine times out of 10, you get rejections. 99 times out of 100, you're getting rejections from auditions. But then occasionally someone says yes, and that yes turns into something wonderful or not. Who knows? But it's the same thing here, getting told. And, and a lot of times where my wife is my champion, it's so great. Like I get told no at a, at a comic book store, and I come out, and I'm depressed. And then she's just like, well, it sucks to be them because they're not going to be carrying movie buff when it's huge. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right, and I'm going to charge them extra if I, they come to me begging for copies of it. Uh, and so there's that, you know, obviously there's a little bit of, um, you know, I want to get even with them. But at the same time, it's it, nowadays it's even when someone says no, I'm like, hey, man, totally cool. I respect that. You're missing out. But and in my back of my head, I'm like, you'll you'll be back and I'll give you copies of the game because you'll be like, not that I'm so sorry. I should have got your game before it was huge. It'll just be like, hey, man, I heard about this game. I remember meeting you. Can we get some copies? I'm like, absolutely, man. Because the whole thing is this game is great. 
It is a, so much fun, and it's and one of the great things about it is, as you learned playing it as well, was just that it's not just for movie buffs. It's for anybody who knows one thing about one movie because of the setup of it. It evens the playing field that anybody who is a, a big game, a big movie fan can lose. I lose 75% of the time, and it's just the luck of the draw with the cards as well as the knowledge you have in your head. But so much of it just stems from my love of movies keeps pushing me to share the game with people. So, yes, that's how my eyesight affected my convention. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, sir. I, I know I tangent a lot. I love the whole stream of consciousness thought in podcasting as well. And obviously there are there are specific questions you, that we want to have answered in life. Yes. Uh, and, and unfortunately, sometimes it comes at you in a garbled garbled speech pattern from somebody <laughs> but it's i think in addition to it it's anytime you get someone who's super excited and they just spout off at the mouth about a thing that kind of randomly talked about what you asked they're like well they're excited to talk about it so i'm gonna let them i'm gonna let them finish <laughs> so thank you joe for doing that uh, uh, no problem i mean that that was actually a question that wasn't supposed to to be asked um necessarily because the question i was going to shoot for was what do your dreams for the future look like now that you have this all under your belt oh well that's yeah this is it it's i mean i guess you kind of answered that in that yeah and it but it's interesting because uh the my my again Corey, my wife so i don't keep calling her my wife Corey. uh she Oftentimes, she, she, she sat down with me one day, and she said, um, I know, because we knew each other in high school, and she said that you you always kind of, like, wanted to be famous, Justin. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I always wanted to be famous. I always wanted to be you know famous actor uh, because that they just seem like they have a great time, and they get to share with the world. And anytime you're watching the blooper reel on a comedy film, you're just like, they must have had the greatest time ever making this movie. And so I want I wanted to do that. I want to do that. And hopefully this may parlay into that. But she said when we started working on Movie Buff and we began to see the interaction that people had with me at conventions and even this past weekend somebody said if your game came with a miniature version of you in it, it would sell out countless times over. So we're trying to figure out how to miniaturize me and put me in the game. But but I, but it was the same thing Corey said to me that you probably are going to become famous, but it's not going to be for the thing you thought it was. It's going to be for something better, possibly this. And so uh, I have gotten – I'm one of those people, and I think probably dreamers are this way, is I'm one of those people that when I make that decision, I bite hold. I bite bout, bite down on it, and I hold on for dear life. I can't – I, I d just devote everything I have into it. Um, because in all honesty, you never know when it's going to go away. And so you've got to throw your whole self into it. Not in a way, again, not in a way where it, you're, you're losing family and friends left and right because you're not paying attention to them, but you're focusing wholeheartedly in this. You're putting all your heart and soul into a game, into a podcast, into whatever it is you're doing, into making film, uh, writing a book. And it's that same thing. So I, I put my whole self into this and every knowing full well, that I, I have to, I'm going to be, you know, if I'm sick, I still have to get up and do it because I have to make the phone calls. I got to make email, send emails out. I got to update and get information out on Facebook. And, and, uh, and, and I think one of the things that makes it easy is everyone always talks about, you know, if you have fun, if you have fun doing your job, it's not really work. 
and it's it, it is it is like that with this because I get to meet amazing people every single weekend and every single day when I'm going out into comic shops and talking to people that have the same kind of passion for a different thing comics toys games etc and uh, and I I in, I in turn get re-inspired to work on this and even like we're working we want to create a brand of games with with movie buff uh, you know various other titles that we want to do it like TV buff and comic book buff and stuff like that we're working on those but we have to raise the capital from this but also just started thinking about other games in general uh, uh, designing games was something I never I never thought I was gonna do this but now I'm doing it I'm kinda like this is fun and it if you you know get get something set up you can then start making more of them. If so, if people love movie buff and they buy movie buff, I can start making TV buff and or, or comic book buff or music buff, and it will then just I get to then sit back and and just design games and play games and spend the time with the family that I might not be having now, you know. So it's kind of like push delay that gratification so that you can have it much more of it to yourself later. So I see myself uh, in a few years being able to relax more, having, you know, but still being able to not worry about getting the game out to people, but just having fun at conventions, having fun with people, sitting down, playing games, playing their games, talking to them about what, you know, my experiences to help them with any steps they want to take. Because we have to, you know, we have to, if you get a chance to succeed and make a dream come true, I think it's probably your responsibility to turn around and help someone else's dream get off the ground or keep going or whatever the case may be uh, i would agree because they're, they're going to be looking looking to you because you've already done it and that's yeah. you know one of the great things that i love about doing the show is getting to talk to people from all different backgrounds all over the world doing way cooler things than what i'm doing but uh, at the same time i'm going to sit here and say you're doing something so cool you get to do this from your home that's, that's I don't true. get to do this from my home. I have to go out to conventions, right? We had to, we've extended our drive radius. I have extended our drive radius to seven hours now, which my father's not happy about, but he'll do it because he loves me. <laughs> uh, but you get to do this from home. You get to go to you get to try new things, going to a convention, and you met four or five people there that are going that you're going to have onto your show where you get to have them call in or come in right here in your home and make and make this podcast. So but I would say, yeah, I'm super jealous of what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, I, part of it um, goes into, you know, trying to set up a life that you want to live. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah. I know, like I do, I, you know, I, I do talks at schools for, for kids to teach them how to dream, how to figure out what it is that they should be doing. And then, you know, it was like, okay, well, how do you go about planning that life out? Because it's more than just like, oh, I want to be a fighter pilot. Well, that's cool. But there's a lot more to that than just like, well, how much money do you want to make? How much stuff do you want to own? Do you want to live in the city? Do you want, you know, all that stuff yeah. goes into figuring out and helping kid you know, helping put kids in that mindset of like, okay, you know, you can be that artist uh but if you want to own a big house and stuff well you know in a, you know, yeah. in a big car like those are maybe that's not for dreams. you yeah yeah sometimes. so you know give it a, give it a shot you know you can go to school you can go to college but if you don't know what you want maybe you should give that other dream a try first because at least you won't have debt at the end of that dream yeah, necessarily and, and you you may find out that like with movie buff 
not knowing, you know, two years ago, not knowing this. I wanted to do film. I wanted to make movies. And watching movies was just a thing I did when I was sad or bored or whatever. And now it's I gave this a shot because I had the ability to do so. Whereas trying to get acting gigs uh, in South Jersey is uh, less, it's harder to do than one would think. Uh, it's, it's very not, hard. It's not little Hollywood out here. Uh, but yeah, giving this a shot and then finding out this is my dream. This is the thing that I've been wanting to do. It's a culmination of all the things I've been leading up to from, you know, from doing my improv uh, I love when people say that from doing improv and turning it into being able to just riff back and forth with somebody at a table and, and the acting background of putting on that persona to uh, to just my love of films where I get super giddy when people bring a quote that I wouldn't think they would bring. Uh, and it's it's always or even when they get so into it that they do the voice as well as the quote. Mm-hmm. And it's then it's just like this is a, this is amazing. This is so much fun. And then that, again, fuels me and keeps me going. Well, exactly. But what I was going to to finish with saying is, uh, you know, getting to talk to, to kids at schools, living here in, a, in the great northeast, there's tons of schools around here versus some people I know that live in the middle of America and there's not a whole lot of schools there. So they're flying around. And it's like, well, if your plan was to be home and to be with your family more – are you really doing that if you're constantly being delayed in airports everywhere across yeah. the country? Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, Hey, I, I see the life that I want to live. Uh, it's just, you know, make getting, taking the steps to get there. And, uh, part of that is doing schools that are local because again, you live in the place where New York's only an hour and a half away. Philly's 10 minutes. Baltimore is an hour and a half. DC is only two hours. And in yeah. between is a ton of schools in New Jersey and everywhere else in between. So, you know, it's, it's like setting up these goals that are, that are obtainable and and sustainable in an area that has, it's plentiful for what I, you know, want to accomplish yeah, until, until you can take that next step to go bigger. And this is the same thing right. with, with, with us, with, you know, the drive time. Uh, and I sat down with Corey when and we, seven hours is a long time. How seven far hours is it? It's about like three, 300 miles. We can get about 300 miles. So, I mean, no, that, I'm sorry. That's not, no. that's not true. 300 miles is five hours. Uh, so we'll call it about 400 Cause, miles. Cause you can get to like South Carolina or North Carolina. Yes. In, in under seven hours. Theoretically. Or, about yeah. seven hours, depending yeah. on traffic. Or you can get to uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> it's a isn't long that, drive that across like, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. Six, oh, six hours. We did a few, uh, uh, back in October, we did, went to a film festival in Erie. It was a great festival. A lot of fun. It was a long, long drive. Were the film festivals good for you? They, uh, they are, uh, you know, comparatively speaking, um, of course. it's, it's, it's difficult because if you're, if you're going to uh, there, we're, I think in all honesty, we're, we're, we're trying to find our niche convention, uh, because there we have done well at uh, horror movie conventions. We've done well at, um, uh, comic cons, uh, retro, uh, retro cons. We, there, we went to there I and mean, we did a, a retro con outside of Philly and it was a good, bit, nice success. We get, did well. Um, so it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a dice roll as to what is our best one and hopefully we'll figure it out and we'll know. Now we've definitely done some festivals where we didn't do very well 
And it was just because as soon as we got there, we realized this was not the right venue for us. People still seem interested, but they were more interested in these this other aspect of the festival that we were just kind of like, all right, well, we're going to try and break even. And then we know that if we come back here, we're going to come back here for fun and not to try and make money. So, yeah, I that, yeah, you have to be able to recognize when 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 you know you're there to it's going to be better for you to be out and networking with people than necessarily behind a booth yeah you know and and i i definitely could see that there's plenty of places that would be more better you know better for you to be out in front of the booth and network you know meeting people and, and stuff like that versus uh behind a booth because behind a booth can be limiting but it's great if you have a high traffic like exactly like per- like when we we're into chower theater there's tons of people run you know going through up and down those aisles yeah. Versus, like, if you were uh, out there just, you know, just there to meet people, you probably wouldn't do as well because they're, you know, I mean, because it's not like there was no film rooms there or anything. You know what I mean? People exactly. are there to either meet and get signatures or they're there to just go through the, through the, the vendor rooms. Room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so definitely. Um, so before we wrap up, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, is that the stumping question? That could be. There's a lot of stumping <laughs> questions. Uh, I I don't I don't know um, it any thoughts I want to share I don't know like like what 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 thoughts do you want me to share any, Joe any that's a, see, <laughs> any, I love I love, I love when interviewers have these open ended questions so your childhood meh and then they just stop like what about it what do you want to know um, uh, well, I, you know just anything that's you know uh, that we maybe we, we didn't cover I mean I know we've covered quite a covered bit covered a lot it was, um, it was good. But any any last thoughts, like any advice for anybody that's looking to to go start their own business or games specifically? It's it, uh, the the thought that just came into my head was uh, people, and then there's always these kind of cliched phrases and sayings. But if when you think about something, it's it it seems more fun than other things, and because you can think I can you know I can think about being on a movie set that'd be a lot of fun. I've been on movie sets. And they can be stressful as well. But it, it, even after you've been into that stressful situation, if you still think on it and you're like, this still seems fun. This is something you should follow. Like you you know internally whether or not your mind or you know your, your head lets you follow that. You know internally in your heart, in your soul, what it is you want to do, what you want to attempt to do. And, you know, it's the thing that when you've tried it a few times, even though it's been extremely hard work, you've come out on the other side of it happier, uh, you know, better off, um, not necessarily financially, but just better off. And you, you look back on this, this, you, this thing you did and you're just like, I can't wait to do something like it again. And it could be anything. It could be like marathoning. Like running marathons, some people love doing that. You know, it could be, uh, it could be. Uh, I was uh, watching my uh, a friend of mine from Washington D.C. She works for the Census Bureau. She loves, she loves that. She and that's her passion, and she goes gung ho about it to the point of posting so much on Facebook about it as well. Uh, she's and she's great. And she, that's that's her thing. She loves it. And that's the thing that no matter what she does, at the end of the day, she's more excited about getting people interested in what's going on in that in that world and so yeah if 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 you've tried something and it was hard work but you felt good about it afterward try it again try it more then make it something you want to do all the time 
because that way it makes your life that much easier. Unless it's drugs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Don't don't do drugs, kids. Hugs not drugs. That's what I'm teaching my ten month old. <laughs> Justin, how can people connect with you? Um, uh, you can go to our, uh, our website where we are doing, uh, we're, we sell the game. It's a uh, moviebuffgame.com. And we are actually going to be running a sale, especially for this Christmas time, for the holiday time, where, uh, we're going to, if you enter the code cure CHM, which is the, uh, the high, the shortening for the disease choroideremia. So it's, uh, C U R E C H M. If you enter that code when you're purchasing uh, any one of our products or games, uh, we are going to give you free shipping, and then we're going to donate $5 from the sale to the Choroideremia Research Foundation because we've done, they've done so much for us, uh, for all of us who are affected by this eye disease, and uh, I wanted, I've been wanting to, even with our documentary, we, we've been raising awareness, but I want to go that other next step and give give you give people at home a really fun game you get you get to get something and you get to give something at the same time so uh go you can reach out through our website to talk to me uh it's justin at moviebuffgame.com uh i'm always wanting emails send them i'm up all the time i have a 10 month old um you can go on our facebook uh it's uh you know once you get to facebook it's movie buff card game uh, and like us, that would be wonderful. And that way we're posting any and all things we have. You can follow us at MovieBuffCG on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are all ways you can get in touch with me. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on films. Tell me your favorite film, your favorite quote from a movie, your favorite actor. We'll play. We can get on the phone or get on Skype and we'll play MovieBuff together. I don't care. I got, I'd love to do that. That's something that would be very interesting and fun to do. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how you can get in touch with me. Check out Check out our website. Check out our Facebook. Uh, send me any comments, questions. Awesome. I will have all that in the show notes so people can connect with you and hopefully send you some emails. Uh, all right. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come here in the studio today. It's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and, and obviously <laughs> yeah, we still have to play the game. So go make sure you go to howtodream.co and, uh, check out the YouTube video in the show notes so that, uh, you can see how the game is played with giant cards that are, I mean, they're bigger than my forearm at not least. actual size not actual size i mean it, it, i mean the cards in the box are a little bit smaller <laughs> but it'll be good to, to see how it's played uh on a well i would say on a big screen but you know <laughs> maybe you have a big uh, computer monitor yeah, yeah there you go or hook it up to your television you can do that now there you go there you go uh thank you again justin for taking the time thank you joe thanks for having me thank you for joining us for this episode of the dreamers podcast Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.